0: But if you hold yourself back and you don't trust and you don't have faith and you don't go for the things, you know, if you believe solely, wholeheartedly in your heart that Jesus is transforming your heart, that Jesus is transforming the mind, that the Holy Spirit is convicting you in that faith and in that grace, then you have to go for the things that you're being called to. Welcome to the Comeback Experience Podcast. I am your host, Riley June, Master Life Coach and Behavioral Therapist. I am here to help you conquer your fears, hardships, and painful pasts in the name of Jesus through prayer, taking radical responsibility over your life, and scriptural encouragement. You can expect to say goodbye to your anxieties and step into your comeback season starting today. It's not about making sure you're ready. It's about one degree shifts at a time, day by day. It's time to rise into your purpose-filled, Holy Spirit-led life now. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome back to another session. I am coming back from one of the craziest weeks I pre recorded a bunch of episodes when the podcast relaunched and went live. And then I knew that this one, following a week away at a retreat that I just came from, the Society Mastermind, that I was going to have to reserve this week for the decompression of what that looked like. And when I had originally created this space for this podcast episode, I never anticipated that what would also be added to it was just the most craziest, unideal circumstance that then topped off a week away. And so we're going to be getting into today's episode, which is going to be about believing you are meant for more. A decompression from the week of spending uh, spending a week in Arizona with incredible women And an unfortunate circumstance that turned out to be quite a blessing, actually, as everything truly always is. So first and foremost, I want to say hello and welcome back to another session. I have had the blessing of being able to go to a week-long experience in Arizona with the society mastermind that I'm a part of, that Jillian Murphy runs, my coach. For quite some time, I have felt like I can't leave. I'm a mom. I have my son. He's literally just about to turn one in not even a week, which is so crazy. I can't believe how fast time flies. I felt like I couldn't leave. I used to go on retreats all the time, go to all these mastermind events, all these like experiences, business networking. I used to do all this kind of stuff. And then po- just before COVID started, um, my husband had to quit his job. He was doing landscaping because he had a heart attack and he woke up face down in the mud. And it was right at the beginning of me like really going all in on my business. I had already been running it for about a year and a half at this point. And as he came home and he told me what happened, I said that you can't, like that's it. Like this is your last day. And I don't know how we're going to make this work, but we're going to figure this out. And five months later, the world shut down and COVID happened. And I stopped going to retreats because I felt like it was some kind of sign that everything that I just needed to always be home. Like every time I was away from him, one of my biggest fears leading up to literally this point in my journey has been leaving, going somewhere, and something happening to Phil, my husband. And my other biggest fear since COVID has been uh, him having to get a blood transfusion because he has a metallic valve There's so many things that he just cannot put in his body. So the experimental COVID, um, whatever we want to call that, shots, was absolutely not an option for him. And the propaganda behind it alone was definitely like a first stage of a big fat no for me. And so I became an obvious donor, or so I thought. We have um, the same blood type, which is great. However... I went to this incredible mastermind retreat. I spent a week masterminding with women getting clear on my business, my service, the therapy that I get to offer you, the faith, the encouragement, the understanding, the exploration of yourself and your life and your purpose and your relationship with Jesus and all these faucets and I got to network and connect with incredible people like Chris Harder he is a well-known entrepreneur in the space he's a very very big visionary so he's really great at seeing the overarching themes and paths forward for anyone's business no matter what it is and I got to have a 10 minute like deep dive into my business and that was the most incredible thing that could have possibly happened for me including some really big personal breakthroughs just surrounding all the martyrism that I latch on I can't leave because you know something might happen to Phil so I have to suffer I can't grow I have to play small I have to stay small and I don't say that to blame my husband and his condition for why I can't do things but I have absolutely used that ex- as an excuse for not playing bigger for not going for more for not believing in more for myself. And it is real that paradigm has really held me back in a lot of ways. And spending the last almost year now, really devoting my days to daily practice my faith reading the scripture learning about God by no means do I understand the complexity of who he is and and no one can even the best of scholars can't That's why we spend our lives studying him and learning him and learning his word but as I grow in my relationship with him and I come to learn the importance of just having such a deep conviction and understanding and faith and leaning on him Proverbs 3:5-6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. This has literally been my theme, my narrative. And so, in that, two of the prayers that I pray every day is: Lord, reveal to me where the enemy is working in my life, where I am holding myself back from serving you in a greater capacity. That is one of them that has just like really helped me to reveal some of the things that I've talked about before around just like understanding I have emotional eating anxieties and coping mechanisms that I've been really crutching onto. And the other one is... Lord, I am going to pursue this, whatever this being a goal or a desire or something that I'm striving for. I'm going to pursue this as if it is in your will and it is already done. And if it is not of your will for me and it is not from you, take it away immediately so that I know it is not from you. And these two prayers have really helped me to, to, create a frame of mind that helps me to not only be radically self-accountable, but also radically self-honest and also strive for something bigger than just any conceivable limitation that I have put on myself. And so my practice with my faith has led me to join this mastermind, which was a huge risk emotionally, mentally, time management-wise, financially push me completely out of my comfort zone to get into a container in a room with people who are with women who are doing bigger things who are thinking better who are dreaming bigger some of them have um, they're a deep founded relationship in their faith as well some of them non-believers and that's okay too we can learn something from truly everyone getting um, in this space getting on a plane after four years taking a week-long vacation basically which is something I'm I've I did one time just before COVID happened. I got back, and two weeks later, the world shut down. Um, and then I only had Charlotte, Philip, and Clara, and now I have Charlotte, Philip, Clara, and Noah. And we moved, and we just moved a week before I left. And so there has been so many things that has happened. So I go to this mastermind. I have insane breakthroughs, personally, business wise, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. And I come home, and one of my biggest fears was something happening to Phil while I'm not here. And another one of my big fears that's really held me back is him needing a blood transfusion and what that would look like. And so when I got back, I had to face those paradigms. The Wednesday before I arrived, so I got back on Saturday, so Wednesday, three days before, yeah, three days before, Phil started having some um, complications. And he's super stubborn, especially around his health, because one of his biggest fears is dying alone in the hospital. And a lot of that stemmed from just the regulations that were in place around COVID. And so thankfully, that's no longer the case here. And so when I came back, it was to the point where within three hours of me getting home, I was bringing him to the emergency. Your, an average person's blood volume is 150 liters His was at 62, and critical life-threatening is 68, to give you context of how severe this was. And so, on no sleep, on traveling all day, multiple planes, a big emotional release and experience, I come home to being faced with the biggest fears that I have, and him also having to face some of his biggest fears. He ended up needing two blood transfusions. Supposedly in Canada, we don't have anything in place to have next to kin donors, which I highly doubt considering it's a hospital who's going to have extensive policies and procedures, including if blood just so happens to not be available for that particular blood type. So there's going to be some heavily extensive research on uh, when he comes home, which is hopefully going to be tomorrow. I had to face these realities. I had to face these fears. I had to take this time away to reset and recharge and really awaken something greater within me. Not only a, a deeper conviction to my discipline and devotion to my faith and my practice and to Jesus, but also to understanding that we don't have to martyr ourselves because of what? Because of why? Because people judge you or somebody's going to say something bad about you or somebody's not going to believe in you or somebody's going to tell you it's too hard or statistically things fail or your husband's going to be bleeding out <laughs> three days before you get home and then it's just going to be worst case scenario when you get there. Like Whatever your fear is, you have to stop Allowing yourself to move forward in your life with that, because the number one thing, statistically, that people regret on their deathbed is not doing more with their life, for leaving their hopes and their dreams and their wishes and their desires on the table. And I find that for Christians, having conversations with women who are who are longtime believers and new believers, is that they have this complex around what they can have, or what they're worthy of, or, you know, what's desired or willed for them. And I am 100% in the, in the tune and in the belief that God has a bigger fl- plan for us. But we also have to be willing to step into that plan. I have often recognized and noticed that even for Christian women who go for big things, that God's plan for them is on the same page. You just have to be willing along the way to continue to submit to him in all your ways because he's going to make your path straight. And sometimes it's going to be this explosion of something where you're on stages or you're doing something in a big capacity. And sometimes it's going to be that. And and at some point he might pivot you into doing something smaller or doing something even bigger. Right? You don't actually know. But if you hold yourself back and you don't trust and you don't have faith and you don't go for the things, you know, if you believe solely wholeheartedly in your heart that jesus is transforming your heart that jesus is transforming the mind that the holy spirit is convicting you in that faith and in that grace then you have to go for the things that you're being called to because you're serving the lord and if your message and everything that you do and the way that you walk and the way that you talk and the way that you share grace in this world and in, in the messages that you share being of turning people or guiding people or helping people to find Jesus, why wouldn't that be from God? Especially if in that sharing and in that delivery and in that experience of going after more, whatever that looks like, even in being the most patient mother delivering that message to your kids, delivering that hope to your kids. And God knows our kids need Jesus now more than ever. Why wouldn't he want that for you? Because here's the catch 22. You're never actually going to know until the end of your life. You're never going to know until the end of your life. And if you're always seeking jesus if you're always seeking the truth in scripture if you're always leaning not on your own understanding but you're also allowing your or should say and you're also allowing yourself to step into something bigger more god didn't keep jesus in one spot in bethlehem and tell him to just serve in that community in fact he got him to go out and travel to europe and egypt and asia And all of these other places to spread the truth. And then Jesus would even perform miracles and say to people, Do not stay in your own town. Go out and share what I have done. Actually, in often texts, Jesus tells them to not say anything. But in few contexts, he tells them to leave this place and go and share with others. So, Why are you not meant for more? This is one of the things that I walked away from. Now, some people can listen to this message and say that it's perverted by the enemy. But how can you going out and spreading the message of Jesus in your actions, in your language, in your behaviors, in your intentions, be of the enemy? Never once, never once have I heard of or even have I, when I was doing psychic work, heard of somebody saying as a prediction that they were going to come to Jesus. The enemy's not going to lead you there. The enemy's not going to slip that one in your ear. The enemy's not going to pull that through cards. Because that's not what the enemy wants. But God wants that. The only way through him is through the Son. Jesus is the only true way, light, and life. So if your intention in life is to be a better person and to experience more, and that curiosity and adventure is because you are rooted in the gospel, you are rooted in a devoted, faithful practice with Jesus, Why are you settling when God is clearly calling you? He's going to call some people into healthcare. He's going to call some people to stages. He's going to call some people to be stay-at-home moms or dads. He's going to call people to the oil patch industry. He's going to call people to architecture. He's going to call people to all different corners and regions of this world. So why are you doubting him and doubting that call and playing small? Start looking the enemy in the face. Believe you're meant for more. God doesn't qualify the called. He calls the qualified. So if you have a burning desire in your heart and you're serving him, the one true God, then it's time to rise up. It's time to trust that you have been renewed. It's time to trust that you actually can manage your time. And you can manage a schedule. And you can be a great mom. And you can make mistakes. And you can be a great wife. And you can make mistakes. Because if if God is willing to forgive murderers or thieves that hang on the cross... He's going to forgive you for your self-sabotage when you turn to him. He's going to turn to you for hiding the cookies or sneaking the, the extra snacks that you're trying to hide from your kids and yourself and your husband. He's going to forgive you for cheating on your ex or your spouse. He's going to forgive you for the wrongdoings that you have done. He's going to forgive you for the lies that you have told. When you did not capture your tongue. And what your conviction in the Holy Spirit is going to allow you to do is to turn away from those sins. See, the enemy has a hold on you right now because you're thinking that you can hide those sins from God. He's already seen you. He's seen you in the middle of the night. He's seen you when you feel like you're caught between a rock and a hard place. And you try and damper the mood or the message by telling a white lie. The Holy Spirit will convict you in those moments when you feel like you don't have control over yourself and so sin is the way, yet Jesus is going to reign on that. So stop allowing yourself to believe these lies that you have to settle, that you're not good enough, that you're too anxious, that you can't do something. And start praying the prayer of going for the thing as if it is wheeled for you by God and if it is not, for him to strip it away from you. Start being more honest with yourself and trust and believe in that you are meant for more. That is my message for you today. I hope this really inspired you to take action in a deeper devotion with your faith. I hope this inspired you to stop settling for the lies of the enemy and start rising up and being renewed in the transformation of your heart as Jesus has been working diligently on you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found the faith and encouragement you needed to rise up and conquer. I am on a mission to impact 500,000 women with this work, and I need your help to do it. If you could leave a five-star review and share this with a friend, I will be forever grateful. Remember, Jesus is the only name that can conquer all darkness, and it is up to you to choose him daily so that you can live a purpose-filled, Holy Spirit-led life too.